Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of SEAL Spotlight, a first ever, well, it is the first ever swim teacher podcast hosted by James and myself. My name is Emily. And my name is James. This podcast is going to be a great way to get to know all the other SEAL staff and so we can talk about our own personal and aquatic experiences as well as other aquatic topics. It's a fun and cathartic way to learn about us, ourselves, and how we got involved with the sport that we love. Yeah, everyone is different, but we all have a common interest. It's swimming. Swimming. Yeah. So as it is our first episode, we should probably introduce the host. Uh, Every episode, it may not be both of us, but you will hear one of us occasionally, or it will be both of us. We don't really know yet. Um, So to formally introduce myself, my name is Emily, um, and I've been with SEAL from the start. I swam with uh, in the squad uh, with Simon, and then when I was old enough, I became a swim teacher and a lifeguard. In November, I will have been teaching with SEAL for five years. My name is James, as I stated, and I too have been swimming with SEAL for such a long time, about six years. I started swimming with SEAL um, in the school program as they ran my elementary school's competitive swim program and I loved it so much that I immediately joined their own competitive program and as soon as I got the chance to become a swim instructor uh, I wanted to chase it but sadly COVID on the got in the way of my certifications so after a very very long time I'm finally working happily as a swim instructor with SEAL. Yeah so that's just a little introduction about us And first, we're going to start off with some warm-up questions that we're both going to answer. What do you think, James? Of course, of course. But first, how are you doing today? How are you doing on this fine day? You know, I'm pretty good. It's sunny outside. There's a nice blue sky. Uh, I'm super excited for the weekend. I'm going to go and teach in a few hours. So that's always great. What about you? How are you feeling? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I don't teach today. I teach on Sunday, but I'm excited for that as well. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, report cards are coming in soon. Our skills tracking are coming in soon. Oh, so yeah. Stay tuned for that to whoever's oh, yeah. listening. All our instructors are working very hard to finish and complete all of their skills tracking. Great. Now, warm-up cues. Warm-up cues. Okay. Um, James, if you could have any animal as a pet, what would it be? Um, I feel like people expect me to say something exotic. I have two cats and I want nothing other than my two cats that I have right now. I love them very much. Very fair. Uh, I am going to go the exotic route and I would want a polar bear because uh, probably not in Toronto. Uh, I would want to live up north and have a polar bear because that would be mean to the polar bear, making them live in mm-hmm. Toronto climate. Um, I was but, going to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, are you sure you can domesticate a polar bear? <laughs> you know, that's part of the challenge I feel with getting a polar bear is... Uh, it's all part of the charm. It the is. Love. It really is. What is your favorite piece of media ever made? You're not music, not film, anything. Any piece of consumable Any piece of content. Media. It could you be know. a YouTube video or a podcast. Oh. Maybe what we're making right now. Maybe. So... In terms of a podcast, there was this one podcast I really liked. It was called Serial. And it was um, like a research-based podcast where they did almost like true crime for the first season, which was really fun. But uh, probably favorite piece of media ever made is 
an album by this singer called Leon. She's Swedish and she made this album called Apart in 2020. Um, and it has been like the best thing in my life since then. Yeah, it's really nice. What about you? What do you think? For myself, it's definitely an album. It's either an album or film, but album, mm-hmm. it has to be one that I've been obsessed with for a while now. It is called Ants from Up There by mm-hmm. the band Black Country New Road. They're a post-rock band out of the UK very recently. Album came out uh, this year, actually, and I fell in love with it because of the amount of just emotion that is portrayed mm-hmm. within that, within the songs, within that album. I think it's incredible. Yeah, that's great. Okay, what about if you were stuck in an elevator for 12 hours, who would you want with you? A fireman. Practical. I think a fireman would work. Yeah, um, to try and get you out of there. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Why would I want anybody else stuck with me other than the person who can get me out? Right. That's, again, a very fair, fair answer. Or maybe a, a, actually, probably a really big celebrity because then right. people will want them out of there as quick as possible. Oh, like that's queen, good too. The queen. <laughs> the queen. If I was stuck in the elevator with a queen, I'd be out immediately. <laughs> that's true. You would. Um, if I like, if that wasn't an option and I actually had to stay in there for 12 hours, I'd probably want some sort of like singer or actor so they could just like act and sing and keep me entertained for 12 hours. Um, or like an old, <laughs> this might sound bad, but like an old elderly person who has like a lot of stories because that's good. That's good. Yeah, just so they can share knowledge. They can and just like chat for like 12 hours mm-hmm. and just share all of the stories they've learned from life. You know, if I'm being honest, I think I could chat with anybody for 12 hours. That's so. yeah. I feel like you could do that too. You as well. You yeah. As well. Yeah. <laughs> moving forward, everybody, we will be moving to our main Q and a with your, yours truly your hosts about <laughs> everyone's favorite topic, swimming. Swimming. Our swimming Q&A. Emily, would you like to lead us off? Sure. So just to start with is you kind of mentioned at the beginning, James, that how'd you first get involved with Seal and or Simon, our founder? Well, so I've always loved swimming ever since a young, young, uh, young child. And I, I started swimming competitively, not with Seal, with a different program. And I swam with them for very intensely for a very long time. But I decided to move out of that swim club and during the school year we had we swam competitively in the school year with my own school and Simon ran that he was hired by my elementary school and I fell in love with his teaching his form of teaching I found it was different I found it was oriented on the things that I care about within swimming which is really just trying to get better as much as you can and I really loved that so I joined the squads uh, with SEAL and it was amazing. And after that, I always told myself I want to work with Simon as quick as possible, but it was very, very difficult because as I was trying to get my certifications, the pandemic, but I finally got them. I'm finally working. I've been working with SEAL for um, just over half a year now. And it's been lovely. It's been lovely, Mm -hmm. but swimming for over six years with them now. So I'm absolutely loving working with SEAL. Nice. And why did you, when did you ever get involved with Sealer Simon? So we have known, my family at least has known Simon for quite a while. 
um, to sign mm-hmm. up for city swimming, um, to like swim with the city, at least before the internet, like they had a website and everything that, um, that was super accessible to the greater city of Toronto, you would need to go and line up at the pools and the community centers to sign up your kid for swimming. So I did my, not know that. yeah. So when my brother and I were really little, my mom would go and she would stand in line at 6am, you know, she'd bring a newspaper and they would try and sign us up for swimming because the slots went really, really quickly. So there was one day, my mom just totally blanked. She missed the day. And she goes, I really want to sign my kids up for swimming, but I missed registration day. So my mom, we live close by to a community center, which Simon was working at. And this community center offered swimming lessons. And so my mom said, hey, maybe I should go to the community center around the corner and see if they offer any swimming. So she walked in with like at like super early at like 7 a.m. with a newspaper. And she was like, hey, where's the lineup? And there was one man there and he was like, there's no lineup. What are you talking about? This isn't city swimming. And then she goes, oh, that's so funny. Ha ha. Um, and that man ended up being Simon. He was like, oh, you want to sign your kids up for swimming? I can help. Um, so that was the first time that we'd ever met him. I was only about three, three or four. And so he ended up teaching swimming to myself and my brother since we were really, really little. And then we eventually moved to SEAL when we were about 12 or a little younger than that, maybe, maybe about 10. And we started squad swimming and um, I swam for, for my elementary school, which SEAL also helped coach. And then I swam for my high school and I still swam for SEAL throughout all that time. And that's actually where I met you, James, is in the squad. And wow. then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just say that story is incredible. That's such a long yeah. way. Yeah, it's and been a while. That really made me think about how, how quick things change with like technology. Yeah, you think, oh, true. I had no idea that you had to wait in line before. Yeah. I, like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, and then I got teaching uh, when I was about 15. And yeah, that's about it. Lovely, lovely. Moving forward, why? Why did you choose to become a swim teacher? So, yeah, as I was kind of talking about beforehand, I grew up just loving swimming. Um, well, that's kind of a lie because when I was really little, I really didn't like to swim, uh, like did not like to put my face in the water like every other kid, you know. Um, but I really when I grew up, I grew up with a love for swimming and I really wanted to translate that passion to other kids. And also, if it meant that I could spend more time at the pool, uh, I would want to do that because I just loved it so much. Um, and then it was also a pretty rewarding experience. Like it's the first job and um as a teenager too, teaching, being able to teach swimming and working with kids is a lot, a lot of fun. And it's really rewarding. Like if you can see the progress that people are making and like the change you're making almost not only in like the kids' lives, but like the family's lives, it's, of course. it's really, really nice. I agree. I what agree. about you? I, I, before I get into that, I just want to say how amazing it is when you see a breakthrough or oh, yeah. just the slightest amount of progress as a swim teacher. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's an, it's a great feeling that you get, Oh, they're getting better. They're learning to love the water. Yeah. Just they're like feeling I more comfortable. Yeah. Yes, of course. Of course. 
Um, I chose because, um, well, I, I knew I wanted the job and I knew, I, I always knew that I wanted to work with Simon because I had friends who were older than me, who I swam competitively with, who were in the same program. And I always saw them working and I thought that's the exact path I want to go down. That's amazing. They have a good job. They're doing what they love. They're staying in the water and I love the water. And I thought this is the perfect job for me. And mm -hmm. once I truly became a swim teacher, I fell in love with it. Like I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the, do you remember your earliest memory of swimming? Honestly, I do not think I do. Mm. Um, I do know for a fact that I did water babies and I was one <laughs> and I was in the water at a very, very young age. There is evidence. All the way up to now. <laughs> yeah. But there's no evidence in my head. Right. But I can tell you what some of my fondest memories of swimming and that is um, just how much I love the water and how some of my favorite things to do is just always going to a bottom of the pool, sitting at the bottom being surrounded in this different environment just submerged silence yeah quiet yeah. perched at the very bottom it's it's an unmatched experience and I really just love the element that I'm surrounded with yeah and I think that's why I love my job and I love the sport I'm in mm -hmm. what about you hopefully you can give me a better answer <laughs> yeah well a little bit I probably when I was about five or six again it was swimming at the community center around the corner um but I remember I had to wear earplugs um, because I was like pretty prone to ear infections. So I wore these earplugs and I remember just not being able to hear what the instructor was saying a lot of the time. So I was just like, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then like not being able to hear. Um, so yeah, that was probably my first experience was just complete silence in the pool. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the very first name of your swim teacher or coach? Again, it's probably either Sam, Simon or Anna Marie. Um, Cause mm. I remember I had swimming lessons with both of them. Um, yeah. What about you? I remember, I don't remember the very first, mm -hmm. but I do remember at my other, when I swam competitively before I had another swim teacher who really made me fall in love with sets and swimming to strive for a goal. And his name was Kwesi. But mm -hmm. I think when I swam with Simon, I loved it even more as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, where do you think is the most interesting place you've ever swam, like in your life? Hmm. Uh, I swam in, uh, in a river in Ireland, which is okay. really cool. Okay. I went bouldering with the wetsuit and everything. Uh, that was that was incredible. It was a fun experience. Very cold water. Yeah. I loved it, though. I loved yeah. it. How old were you when you did that? Ooh, uh, about four years ago. Four oh, years okay. Ago. So, like, kind of recent. Kind yeah. of recent. Amazing experience. That was my favorite experience that I did in Ireland. Mm -hmm. Freezing cold water. It started raining. Oh, but, but that kind of adds to the vibe, though, right? Oh, of course. Of course. And once we were at the end, we jumped into this little, uh, I guess, basin. Mm -hmm. at the end of the river it was it was Whoa. amazing what about yeah, that's you really cool um also similar is on a, a river um when I was I was on a canoe trip uh, a couple years back on the Missinabe River up in northern Ontario and there's a certain portage that you can do um going from a lake to the river 
where once you pass that portage, all of the water from the river now flows into the Arctic Ocean drainage basin instead of the uh, Great Lakes drainage basin. So for some reason, I was like, this is so cool that I'm swimming in like river water that's eventually going to make its way to the Arctic. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, that's kind of just a cool thought to think about, you know. Now, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. This is a big question that may divide a lot of people in the swimming community. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite skill or stroke to teach or even to swim? To swim. You know, I got to say, James, I am a backstroker, Mm-mm. you know, through and through. Yeah. I love teaching um, back floats because it helps with water safety and drowning prevention. Um, I really like doing the, okay, submerge and then flip onto the back. So in case anybody like falls in the pool. What do you got to do? Flip onto your back, you know, kick on your back. A lot of kids, um, they're able to do that before they can swim front crawl or kick on their front because of bubbles and breathing and stuff like that. But I also just like backstroke. It's so chill. You're on your back. Mm. You're hanging out. You know, it's it's a good time. Um, I do. I do love to teach back float back floats but you don't I like do to swim that. it no. I don't like to swim it I know that's so Just, weird it, it's I know so, it, it's relaxing amazing. though <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be relaxing maybe I'm just not swimming hard enough you know true um I do love to teach it because I feel it's always a breakthrough once right. kids realize I'm laying on my back I can breathe calmly I can mm-hmm. lay here I'm in control they realize oh I'm going to be okay no matter where I am. Right. I think that's why I also like teaching things like uh, jumps or I'll take a kid into the deep end. I'll jump with them in the deep end because they'll realize, oh, I can go into deep water. There really is nothing to be scared about within deep water. It's going to be okay here. I can swim in the shallow end. I can swim in the deep end. And right. I think seeing that in real time, mm-hmm. them realize that they're going to be okay in deep water, in shallow water, getting over that fear of deep water is incredible. Mm-hmm. But to swim, it's it's freestyle. I, I love know. freestyle. You are I a freestyler. Freestyle. I remember that. Of, of a flip turn, of pushing off the wall, of cutting through the water. It's incredible. It's unmatched only by butterfly. Yeah. One might one might even say surging through the water. You know? There you yes. go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so are you personally working towards any swimming or teaching goals right now? Uh, yes, actually, uh, for, for swimming goals, I really, really want to be able to do a triathlon. Mm -hmm. I think that's something I can set for myself. I've always been a swimmer, but during the pandemic, I've realized my love for cardio as a whole. Uh, some of my friends have shown me the passion of mountain biking Mm -hmm. and biking for long distances. But I've also found for myself, I love running. I love running. I love the feeling of stopping after a run, the, the blood flowing through you. I love a run. And I think I could really be able to do a triathlon if I trained for a period of time. So I think next summer, I'd like to sign up for the uh, Toronto Island mm-hmm. Triathlon, which happens yep. annually. In, Ju- in July, right? Yes. I was actually yeah. going to sign up this year. Uh-huh. Um, but... I wanted to, I wanted more time to work for myself so I could really do it for right. myself. So I think I'll take a year to train Yep. and then I'll really go for it as much as I can. Yeah. 2023. Have you, besides from the, um, bouldering in Ireland, have you been open water swimming before? I have. Okay. I have. 
cool that was very cool i've also done an aquathon which is like not really real but it's like (laughs) since biathlon is a different term and duathlon is also a different term it's just the run and the swim Mm -hmm. which was incredible and i think adding that bike won't be too much of a problem hopefully and maybe that's just what i tell myself maybe um yeah i'm i think i'm gonna work towards an open water swim next summer um because i was gonna do it this summer but um, some things just didn't line up and it was hard to get out there as early as I could. Um, yeah. Plus it was, it was like really cold into <laughs> June this year. Um, so just like going in the mornings and things like that would have just been a little bit too cold considering I also don't have a wetsuit. Um, mm. So, you know, there are trade-offs, but next summer I really want to work towards an open water swim and also, if I just sign up earlier, you can get like the early bird pricing and stuff like that. So uh, it'll be just better all around. So hopefully I can do that. I'm going to try and keep swimming throughout the school year, though. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Of course. Of course. It's amazing. So we're going to do a quick fire round now. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So. We're going to ask each other quick questions. And on the top of your head, you have to answer. You only get like three seconds to answer. Does that work? Here we go. Okay. Favorite food? Uh, pasta carbonara. Okay. Favorite artist? Uh, right now, probably Maggie Rogers. Uh, cats or dogs? I cats. don't know. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Early board or night owl? Early bird. Mm-hmm. I can't stay up like past me too. Like me too. 10 30 or 11. I don't know how people do it. It's like every day too. I love waking up early. I love yeah. the feeling of the, the air in the morning. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Vanilla ice cream or chocolate? Uh, vanilla. Vanilla. Me too. Yeah. Favorite smell? That's tough. Mm. Ooh. I have one off the top of my head is the go, go. morning dew out like up north too yeah the sweet smell of like the pine morning yeah Mm -hmm. unmatched 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 especially on a fall morning yeah leaves changing that's what i'm envisioning i love it uh Uh, favorite sound favorite sound probably the the wind through trees when it's like pretty windy out uh Mm. like just that like sound (laughs) that did any justice favorite sound what about you um that's tough as well. I love it. I really like uh, synths in music. Yeah. I really like synthesizers. The 80s they inspired just tickle my brain. synth. Yeah. They, oh, it works so well. Yeah. I love it. Um, where will you be in five years? Um, I think Toronto. I think I'd like okay. to stay in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know yet. I think I'm at a point in my life where I don't really know. Uh, yeah. But I think that's the joy of it. I think that's the, that's that's the, the magic chase. of it all, especially yeah. in, in this point in my life. Mm-hmm. so we'll see I definitely do have ambitions but it's constantly changing so we'll yeah see. Mm-hmm. favorite pizza topping uh green olives uh you know, what's... black olives black, black olives? olives yeah I love black olives mm, green olives mm. what's the last book you read uh slaughterhouse five mm. for yeah for school yes yeah it was good it was mm. good I, I, I read this book called uh, the naked don't fear the water, which is, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a, it's, 
an Afghan proverb, that sentence, and it was about a Canadian journalist going undercover as an Afghan refugee with a friend that he met in Afghanistan, and they basically do the refugee process together. Like, he burns up his Canadian passport, and he's just like, all right, because he looks like he's from Afghanistan, and it was a book, like a personal account documenting the refugee process. Um, That's incredible. No, it was so good. That's incredible. Yeah, I highly recommend. Okay, um, Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Even though I'm not a fan of either. Yeah, I do. Um, Okay, what is the meaning of life? Um, We don't know, and that's beautiful. I guess that's just, yeah, the beauty in it is just nobody ever knows. Uh, Just What a question to end off. I know. So... Uh, that was our seal spotlight for our first episode. Um, we hope you all really enjoyed it. And we, did. we had a lot of fun making it. Yeah. Um, we touched on a variety of topics. <laughs> yeah. We, we hoped you enjoyed us getting a little bit introspective. Yeah. And we it's always, always great chatting with you. Of course. Of course. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, that everyone. was seal spotlight. Bye.